0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here.
2: Welcome to FST, Thursday edition. Mike and Jay Martinez, taking around the world with the NFL. Fantasy implications. Your championship games await. Who shall be victorious? Not dissimilar to what happened with Dane last night. He's just sitting at That's home right. watching his TV. He's no cord cutter. This guy's an old school cable guy.
3: Nah, nah, nah. I was streaming it. YouTube
2: right. TV, baby. I'm streaming it. I stand corrected. <laughs> he's a cord cutter, folks. He's not a millennial, but he's modern. So uh, sitting there streaming Survivor giving me text updates. And uh, at one point, so, so this is a good uh, exercise in uh, teasing the audience because the last text I saw from you was that it was down to three and Nick yes. was still alive. Sure so uh, let's, let's reveal it. We've been talking about what happened in Survivor for the last four weeks. I love how this is the
3: lead on Fantasy Sports Today. That's amazing.
2: I mean, there's no games tonight, so let's just do it.
3: (laughs) I hear you. So they're down to six, and they do the finale from down to six. And I think, you know, even someone who doesn't watch the show are familiar with, like, the immunity challenges, right? Uh, Blew it, you know, and that's how they – before they go to, like, tribal council. And Nick had the big-time target on his back. The whole time, okay? Well, with six people yep. left, he wins the immunity challenge, so they can't vote for him. It goes down to five. With down to five, he wins the immunity challenge. They can't vote him out. It's down to four. Down to four, they go to the final three. He wins the immunity challenge. They can't vote him out. And then it's the final three that all kind of like get to, quote, unquote, plead their case to the jury. And the jury was ten people, the people that finish, you know, four through 14, whatever it is. And uh, in the final vote, there were ten people. Uh, it was Nick, this one woman, Angelina, and another guy named Mike, who's actually like the writer and director of like school of rock, you know, a Hollywood guy for real. Um, and, uh, Nick won the final vote 7 to 3 and he was your sole survivor and I was telling you guys about it a month and a half ago so hopefully you put a couple of shekels on it cuz you can even bet on reality TV but and I the reason we were cold, blue.
2: the reason we were talking about it is that you can even <laughs> wager on esports politics and reality TV That's with right. BetTSI so if you like to hopefully wager on did. sports or never have and would like to try head on over to BetTSI so uh we'll talk about Listen, that a little bit. I'm trying more to later. help
3: people win some cash, Blewett. it. You okay. know, there's so many ways. I think it says in the read there's so many ways to win money. So if you are listening into FST about a month and a half ago, um I was giving this out. I was giving out this tip. That's like, you know, that's like me giving out the Chargers in the preseason also. Maybe it's going to come You to Sure fruition. were, buddy.
2: Yeah, you were doing <laughs> it. So, uh all right, so good stuff there from Dane. Uh he he called it about a month ago that Nick was going to be the The last guy standing in Survivor. I think there was over 10 people
3: when I said it the first time. I think there was over 10 people. I think I've
2: ever watched an episode of Survivor. The show's been on for nearly 20 years.
3: Oh, yeah. And it's good. You know, you got a family, uh, Mike. It's good family fun. I do. It really is. Gather around the TV, whether you have the cable or not.
2: So what do you think of this Jim Harbaugh stuff? Um, Chris Sims is saying um, that there's at least one team that is plotting to try to get Jim Harbaugh. Yet Mm -hmm. he's... He has come out with strong denials of it. So my my opinion on Harbaugh, look, I, I was proven wrong, but I never thought he was going back to college. I thought the only college job he was ever going to take is the one that he currently has. Right. But I really did think that he was an NFL guy. I just think that that's really his... His path, I think that's really what he wanted to do. The Michigan thing is extremely unique because he played there, and he was a star there, and obviously he went on to have a long NFL career. Um, But I do think his ultimate goal in life is to win a Super Bowl. He didn't do it as a player. He nearly did it as a coach, and I think that's going to be the one thing hanging over his head. Now, clearly, he'll obviously compete for the college football playoff, and he was... If he didn't get destroyed he's by close. Ohio State, he yep. would have been there. So, and I know, look, he hasn't beaten Ohio State yet. It's a huge problem right. for him and a huge problem for Michigan. Like I, 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 a friend of mine is a big Michigan fan, and he said after that game, he's like, "It's not even a rivalry anymore. It's like it, we." It's a rivalry it like a hammer rivalry. and a nail. That's right. So, and which is weird to think of those two teams, but Ohio State right. this century has just annihilated them i think uh, those
3: michigan seniors never beat ohio state
2: no definitely not i mean it's it's a while now since yeah. they've won yeah. so anyway so yes. w- your thoughts really yeah. on harbaugh and uh his look we I, can't predict what the guy's saying but I, right. I i always thought his rightful place is in the nfl and not in college
3: so i don't disagree with you i don't disagree with you here are the two things that i think are uh the considerations for this do I think Jim Harbaugh will at some point be back in the NFL as a head coach yes I do do I think that time will be in 2019 no I do not okay because to your point blew it he's a Michigan man right and all that yeah. and I think the way he's gonna approach it is like I think he's gonna have to quote-unquote finish the job at Michigan, get the job done, mission accomplished, before he can kind of move on. Similar to, say, like LeBron James going back to the Cavaliers, right? He got them their title, and then he could continue to move on, right? And I think that for, for, for Harbaugh and Michigan, that means either actually being in the college football playoff, winning a national championship, or at least, you know, tilting the scales back to even with Ohio State. The other thing that I think is interesting I think some of this is tied to if his brother, John Harbaugh, is still employed as a head coach in the NFL. I see openings that are interesting, you know, whether it's Cleveland or the Jets. I do not think Harbaugh, Jim, would take a head coaching job in the AFC while his brother is still with the Ravens.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Well, his brother... I mean they did I, play Chinese other
3: the Super Bowl. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, I don't but think they want to have to do that.
2: You can only that. dodge so many bullets, right? But that's I mean, what I'm I saying.
3: Mean. But yeah. I don't I think he'll try to steer clear and that's being in the AFC. Um But at the same time, I, I think Harbor Harbaugh, I'm talking about John now. Um, you know, Ozzie Newsome did a lot to try to hit that reset button and kind of have it turn the page and be a new era for Ravens football. And I've said for a while I think Harbaugh uh John that is could, you know, could be feeling the pressure. We've heard his name on the hot seat as well. But I do think that's a factor for Jim. That and, quote-unquote, finishing the job up at Michigan.
2: Yeah, so to transition, uh, all right, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. Chris Sims okay. is saying that there is a team out there that's absolutely plotting to get him. We are, we feel... I mean, if someone
3: gives him John Gruden kind of control and money, what are you going to do, right?
2: I don't think anybody will. Right. I, I don't think anybody will ever do that again. I think what happened to Gruden is... Stunning. Yeah. I think only one owner <laughs> would do something like that. Right, because he's and boys with
3: Mark Davis. Right.
2: <laughs> it's like the one guy that would do it with the one coach. I don't think eh, everybody's. Snyder seen, might do it. Everybody's seen that that situation has failed completely in, yeah. in in modern NFL. You can't manage the cap and negotiate with players and then just scheme up plays with them on. Sunday. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's a bad dynamic. It's really hard to do both jobs and it falls apart for everybody, even the guys that are really good at it. The only guy that's obviously clearly there's only one guy that's really doing it right now and it's Belichick. And I right. think Belichick has people that he trusts that help him with the tasks of GM. He's just picking players. As far as contracts and all this other kind of stuff, yeah, he has a lot of input, but um, you know, even he. Needs help with the job, and he hasn't been a hundred percent with it always. So, um, so there you go. So to transition over to the Ravens, that is an interesting conversation that we've been having here for the last few weeks. But then the Ravens put Lamar Jackson in and went four and one, and nearly went five and zero. So here we are at eight and six, and they're battling the Steelers for first place in the AFC North, half game back. They're at the Chargers, clearly. This Saturday, which is a big deal. And then they have the Browns. So I think this is going to be a tough one for the Chargers, even though they have a home game. But what do you think now with John? Do you think he rethinks it? Because, all right, Lamar's getting it done. I'm not going to turn the page anymore. He seems to have a good relationship with Steve Bashotti, but he's, you know, anybody would be tentative in his job, knowing that there's going to be a new GM there um, and not the guy that he's worked with for the last 10 years. So do you think this is turned around now? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Yep,
3: yep, yep. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yep, I'm here. I'm sorry. I was talking about how both uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati might take going into the season where, like, you know, Lewis and Harbaugh are both – there, maybe the message has gotten stale. Flacco and Dalton, both, you know, been there for a long time, maybe, you know, past their prime on some level. And I really thought both organizations would kind of turn the page, but the Ravens have surprised me. They really have, you know, I thought the Ravens, you know, I thought the Browns would finish in second place in the AFC uh, North this season, you know, so it's the question is, do you stick with it? Um, and I still think they could make a move, but in a more affable way, you know, say like Andy Reid moving on from Philly, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I, I do think that's something interesting to watch, you know, since we're talking about, you know, I, I really started off with the Harbaugh story. Sorry, I started off with Survivor because it was a huge, <laughs> huge story, but, uh, I started off with the Harbaugh thing because we are getting to that time of year, um, Black Monday, is is staring we're staring down the barrel of that in about 10 days or so um so i i'm wondering you know we you and i felt certain about a couple of coaches a a while back and we've already lost two in hugh jackson and mike mccarthy mccarthy at the beginning of the year wasn't necessarily expected although if you told me that the packers were four eight and one i would have been like mccarthy would be in trouble right um now Hugh Jackson, mean, clearly we we thought he shouldn't even have been the coach in August. So right. uh, there's no surprises for me there. What it's just know, Green I, I Bay and we,
3: Cleveland, right? That have actually made the move.
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but uh, you know, I Cutter, think, I think we right, know think he's on two the hot more seat. Five
3: five yeah, two more to me are definite, and then I'd be speculating on one Who's or two. Who's the others.
2: other definite? Vance Joseph, Todd Bowles. You think that's a done deal?
3: I do. Yes, I do.
2: Huh? I don't know I about that. I think
3: Todd Bowles and Dirk Cutter are the done deals. To me, I think uh, Steve Wilkes is likely also in Arizona. They're talking about him as one and done. Um, and I would be intrigued. I knew it. Also. I
2: knew that was a bad fit. And yeah, I, and I I think it's a ridiculous thing to fire a coach after one year. But, but. I think if you have it <laughs> so wrong yeah. that the guy just doesn't fit with the personality yep. of the team. Then you have to make a move. I think yep. they got caught in the coaching scramble last year. That's right, and just got the guy that was left. And honestly, similar
3: to how we're saying that with Baker. And I there, don't. Think, the by Bryant, the way, I don't. I don't think ahead. it's that
2: Steve Wilkes can't be a head coach. I think it's we have this young quarterback. We That's need right. That's exactly that what I'm saying. Develop to say. him. Yep. And I don't know if it's Byron Leftwich. I don't know who it is, but it. Steve Wilkes just doesn't fit right. the personality of this team right now.
3: That's, that's exactly why. I was, that's where I was going to go to. You know? And that's what we were saying with uh, the Browns. Whoever they hire, the, pro, the priority has to be developing Baker, right? That's why Blewett, I think, Bowles is a dead man walking because they need to develop Darnold. That's why they need to prioritize some new you know, offensive mind or whatever in Arizona. We talk about Dirk Cutter as well. I think we both agree he's going to be gone. I, you know, I don't know about this next one, but one thing that I would be interested in and I know he's been working hard and there's been some progress and he's done a lot of culture work on that team and kind of cleaned house. What do you think about Adam Gase in Miami?
2: I actually think I actually think Adam Gase is a might be a really good coach. Might be. Um now this was huge for him because they could get to 8 and 8. Right. I mean, I'm hoping they get they only go eight and eight. I don't. I, don't, I, I need <laughs> them to anymore, lose. Like. I need them to lose to the Bills. <sighs> yeah, I got them at seven week. and a half. But yeah. So oh, you have them at seven and a half.
3: Yeah. Under though.
2: Jeez, you got in late though. Oh, under. Under. Ah, I need them to lose. So, yeah, the dynamic of the Miami Dolphins gambling over under thing for right. me has always been <laughs> that the sharps were going over on Miami, but the, right. the sharps are going over at six. Uh, or six and a half.
3: I have him under seven um, and a half. You were right on though, Blue, with that early season schedule stuff, and, and yeah, it you helped know, them teams completely down to Florida early in the season. Remember, this team started like four and zero, or whatever it is, right? Something like that, and they've they gone one. Okay, and then and they, they were, went up to then, New England and got smoked.
2: Yeah, right? and then they, but they got to four and two. They beat the Bears. They beat the Titans. They beat um, the Patriots. I mean, they've beaten actually good teams. So here, the thing about Miami is that. Look, he's been doing all of this with a ragtag group at QB. I think Tannehill is a little underrated. The guy's won a lot of games, actually. Hmm. Like, his last 20 games, his record's really good, Um, Brian Tannehill. But I think Gase has done all of this despite churning that roster. He's gotten rid of a lot of guys. And now his defensive backfield is Zavian, Zavian Howard, Rashad Jones. Minka Fitzpatrick, that's legit. He's got um, a running back stable that he could trust at least a little bit in Drake, Gore, and Kalen Balash. Uh The wide receiving core leaves a little bit to be desired. He backfilled it with Amendola. Parker's always hurt. Stills, we've heard Drew Dinkmeyer on this very channel thinks he thinks Kenny Stills might be the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. Um, so it isn't all the way there. Yeah. They need linebackers, Bianchi go They need a uh, line help. I get it, but he's turning this roster and they might knock out an eight and eight season, potentially nine and seven here, And people yeah. will be stunned at that.
3: What I'll say though, is they've only won one road game all season. And that was here up okay. in New York against the jets. You know, so a lot of this, we talk about that early season schedule. I think that was a real big help for them. You know, this idea of that, those early um, home games, you know, and like, you know they beat Chicago at home. You know when it was hot. You know same kind of thing with Detroit. Like the only road win they've had this season was in Sam Darnold's second career start.
2: But if Adam Gaze goes eight and eight, they can't fire him. I, I, I just don't see that. I, I just don't see it. And I, I think that owner is relatively incompetent as far as NFL owners go. And I, I think I think Gase is good. They're I seven he, and seven, right? Yeah, they're in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, they're in the playoff mix right now. The the playoff picture, they would be. Yeah, they're they're tied. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're
3: like tied for seven, right?
2: Yeah, basically. And, you know. They're with that group like
3: Indianapolis and Tennessee, correct?
2: They're one game behind those guys. They're
3: behind those guys. And those guys are behind the Ravens. Or are they tied with the Ravens?
2: They're all tied. All right, so that's three teams they would have to hop over. They would have to hop
3: over three teams with two to play. Uh, So that's that's not easy.
2: No, I don't think they're going to make it. I, I don't, but um, so let me, let me retract that. If if that was what was perceived that I said, I don't think they're going to make it. I, I think Tennessee could win both, um, or Indianapolis could win both. Right. So then you're talking about a ten-win team, and then somebody else could be uh, nine and seven. So what I, I'm just saying that I think people are would be relatively surprised at how good of a job that Case has done. Um, Maybe still come back. We'll job. keep talking. Yeah, we'll keep talking about this uh, after the break and, and talking about some things to look for in Week 16. It's your championship week on FNTSY. Mike Blue, Congratulations, FNTSY on FNTSY. Nick.
0: <laughs> Dailyrodo.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now the DailyRodo.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRodo.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion. 2017, world number one. Me,
2: personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker,
0: leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
1: Yes, a mini holiday to you and yours. Ebenezer Scrooge here. No, I'm not here to tell you about the importance of the holiday season, I assure you. I'm here to tell you that during this festive time of the year, you cannot end up like my fantasy teams, quite dead, as Jacob Marley. But there is a chance at hope for you. Go to your nearest mobile telephone app store and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app for free. You get the help of many fantasy analysts with as much wisdom as the fantasy spirits of past, present, and yet to come. Download the app, listen to their words, and win fantasy matches so you can decrease your fantasy league surplus population. If you want the merry feelings of the holiday season all year, then you must download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Otherwise, be forced to wear the fantasy chains of failure that you forged in life.
2: like a date on FST. Thanks for joining us on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you've downloaded the app, thank you for doing that. Free to download, free to listen. FNTSY. Also on TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio. Terrestrial radio stations across the country. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. And if you like to wager on sports you never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props. Where you can utilize your DFS skills without salary cap constraints. And, Dane, you can even wager on esports politics and yes, reality television. Get an edge with live betting. (laughs) Get a live (laughs) edge. Get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in game action. There's a ton of ways you can make money. So go to BetDSI, enter the promo code FNTSY101. When signing up to get a one hundred percent bonus deposit match, it's promo code FNTSY one zero one. Bet DSI where players get paid. So uh, thank you for listening celebrity to that. Celebrity Big and Brother
3: starts in January, by the way, just so you know. Celebrity. Really. I'll be Big all over that brother. one too. I'll be all over that one.
2: Cele- too. What kind of quote no celebrities <laughs> C- are on that thing?
3: C list, I would think, D list, maybe F list. Who knows? Last Surprise time I saw it. Last time I saw it, it was people like Meadow World Peace. Uh, the former lead Jackson singer Ray of is. Sugar Ray, <laughs> um, Mark, Mark, like
2: Mark Maron. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. McGrath or whatever his name. is. Yeah,
2: Mark. Yeah, Mark McGrath. Mark Maron. Yeah, yeah, Mark yeah. Maris so that's like that's the community. it was uh,
3: Keisha Knight Pullum, Rudy Huxtable. So that's the yeah. level we're talking about.
2: She Keisha, that's the we're talking Keisha, about. Keisha Knight was on was on the morning uh, after. On, <laughs> yeah, she was on the morning after a few weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe that's what she was talking about. I don't know.
3: Uh, uh, I think she was talking about something else. Okay, I think it was around the time her former television daddy had something happen officially. Oh, really? That she would when when she was on the show. I think. Yes, I think right. that was part yeah. of the. It was. I think that was the timing
2: when uh, probably listened know, to the, the interview and knew she was on. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> see the interview, so it's my bad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Jamal Williams is a pickup in your leagues. Yes. It's probably already happened. You know, these waiver wires have already happened. But the interesting thing is that he's dealing with a toe injury. He was limited in practice yesterday. Um, the fact that he was limited is actually a plus because it means he was out there uh, on some yeah. level. So, uh, and the whole that, world like,
3: is limited on Wednesday. Blew it. You know yeah, what I mean?
2: At this time of year, yeah, uh, I agree. Um, the only other one that you and I talked about during the break was Kalen Bellage is a mm-hmm. as a potential pickup, but that's gonna be difficult to figure out who's getting what carries and, and um, I think Jamal Williams because Aaron Jones is out for the year.
3: Yeah, I think it's a share. I mean Frank Gore is out from Miami, but yeah. you still have Kenyon Drake there, so it's still something of a share. I do think Jamal Williams is the uh if, you know, you still have the ability to go to the waiver wire or if there's some guys out there, uh, you know, like let's say for example, you may have been banking on a return from James Conner. And now that may not happen. You may have been banking on a return from Kerryon Johnson, and he was sent to IR, that sort of thing, right? So if you're still what in the market, yeah, I don't know. Trust me, he's got he's – I have shares of him as well, and I was hoping – Shout out to Zach Zenner,
2: by the way. Zach Zanner. Yeah, ZZ, ZZ big, Top. <laughs>
3: ZZ Top. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, for example, uh, Mike, I'm in a fantasy championship league. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm in a Super Bowl this week where I picked up Jamal Williams. I am star- – and, you know, I had options like Kerryon Johnson. Not gonna play Spencer Ware. I would start right now. I'm gonna start Jamal Williams over Spencer Ware because I think Damian Williams has earned some stuff, you know. And I I might even start Jamal Williams over my guy the stereotype Sony Michelle. Why? Because damn James Devlin scares me.
2: Yeah what ha- what happened there? We had a nice Sony Michelle thing going, and then it I know. all fell apart. I mean,
3: you know, James Devlin, Rex Burkhead, all eaten into my production for the stereotype. I
2: thought we finally had a situation where we could trust trust White and Michelle. Right. Like the roles were defined. Yeah. And then Cordero Patterson comes in, and James Devlin is scoring touchdowns and catching passes. So. Uh, anyway, just but I'm trying to say I'm starting weeks.
3: Jamal Williams over even a guy like him who at some points in the season was viewed as a very high end RB2. I think it's legitimate to consider Jamal Williams over that this week.
2: Yeah, agreed. So, um, so I'm actually going to start Jamal Williams as well because wow. in we're GST, riding with Jamal Williams, <laughs> yeah, because in our GST league, I'm eliminated, but we still compete for a points, points stuff, championship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, I'll need a big week to come from behind and, and make something happen, but Jamal Williams is going to be part of that because uh, I have my running backs are Zeke Elliott, Jalen Samuels, and then in the flex it would be either Jamal Williams or Elijah Maguire. Elijah Maguire had a nice game last week. I, I don't think he's a bad play by any means, but I think I trust Jamal Williams over Elijah Maguire right now. Is that wrong? No, I think I, I, I think that sounds right to me. That sounds
3: right to me. Here's the other overlay of why I kind of like Jamal Williams this week. As we know, Aaron Rodgers is banged up with a groin. So this Packers team is usually very pass heavy. You know what I mean? I think their run pass balance in general... Will be more towards the run game. Listen, the Packers have nothing to play for. Why risk it? You know, we see things like, um, you know, Cam Newton getting shut down, Carson Wentz getting shut down. I know Aaron Rodgers is too prideful of a man, but I do think they're going to like go back to almost preseason kind of scheme and aggressiveness. And I think that means more touches for Jamal Williams.
2: Uh, okay. So to, to, just to put a bow on the coaches thing as well, um, I think Gase is back. Uh, Dane thinks Bowles is in trouble I'm not certain of that I think he's in, I think he's in trouble but I, you think that's a done deal I don't I do. know that it's done because Similar he's so closely tied to coach.
3: Not recently there's been beef I've seen a lot of articles that there's actually underlying issues between them um, to be quite honest that they're not on the same page and I think, listen, the priority here is the development of Sam
2: Darnold Period yeah. Oh, same as Baker, job.
3: same as Baker in Cleveland, that they're looking for someone who could develop Baker, and the same reason I think Steve Wilkes has done it in Arizona because they got to develop Josh Rosen. Period. Yeah. End of story. Franchise priority.
2: Yeah, I, I think um, based on what we do here, <laughs> I would love to see Greg Williams come back. <laughs> <laughs> as a DC, I think they probably can. I think, I think. I think they'll get an offensive
3: mind and leave him there, and leave Williams to run the defense.
2: Yeah, but who wants to take that job? You're not going to get a top flight coach when he can't pick his coordinator. You're I not guess, going but,
3: to. All right, so maybe it's one of these, you know, high flying minds from college. Maybe it is a Lincoln Riley, Baker's college head coach. Maybe it's a guy from college with one of these, you know, uh schemes that are coming to the NFL left and right. Maybe that's the direction they go. <sighs> I'm sorry hey. to bore you.
2: Maybe. But that's, no, not, no. that's that's what I think they're going to do. You <laughs> know, I think maybe
3: it's a, one of these college kids, you know, like a Lincoln Riley. Let's put him, let's use this case study. Let's say it is a Lincoln Riley, right? Don't they then maybe want a veteran of the NFL who knows the, the way the pros work and all that stuff to just handle the defense and let Lincoln Riley work his, you know, mcveigh magic on the offense?
2: It's a good um, standpoint, and you can take that side of the argument. I just if I'm that it coach, bores you. I'm I, not, unfortunately, I'm not, no, no, no. <laughs> if I'm if I'm that coach, I'm not doing it. I just think that um, I think it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, even as good that's as that's why William I say these college coaches. This where, year, like,
3: don't you have to be a little bit more stable to be able to say no to an offer of being an NFL head coach? Like some of these yeah. guys who want to come from college, like you know, that position to pick it. and choose.
2: Lincoln Riley's killing it. He he yeah, probably didn't college, think he though. was going to go to the NFL.
3: You just said Harbaugh's goal is to be in the NFL. Aren't all head coaches' goal to prove themselves? Jim Harbaugh in the, played in the,
2: in the NFL for like 12 years. He's I know, an but NFL what guy. Coach, Lincoln Riley's 33 years old.
3: But what head coach would not have as their goal to make it to the NFL?
2: Um, I You know, I actually don't think it's the end game for a lot of guys. Really? It, really, it okay. wasn't for Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. I guess that's true. You know, we keep talking about this. Same. I, I don't think it's necessarily the end game for anybody. I think it's flattering. But I think some guys like the pace and the style uh, in college. Like Dabo Swinney would get eaten up in the NFL, and he's but he's yeah. crushing it at Clemson. I think Saban yeah, would no, be a good fair. NFL coach. People point to a two-year stint in Miami as a proof of failure. I put that in yeah, quotes. Imagine if he had Drew that's Brees, though. Ridiculous. Imagine if he got Drew yeah. Brees there. <laughs> Honestly, Saban would get it done in the NFL if he was just given the opportunity again, he he would have gotten it done. It's not going to happen now, but he would have gotten it done in the NFL on some level. I'm not saying he would have won Super Bowls and would have been Belichick, but uh, I think he would have gotten the job done. He would have been a better coach than a lot of guys that are currently holding down head coaching positions. So, uh, so you think Bowles is a done deal. I think the Browns are going to look for another head coach, even though Greg Williams is making an argument. Uh, I think Marvin Lewis, hot seat. Uh, I think they realize that They've made a mistake in coming back, but here we were a year ago, week 15 in 2017, sorry, week 16 in 2017, saying Marvin's done, and then right. they won their last two games and gave him a two-year extension. Right. So we'll see what happens. We uh, agree on
3: Wilkes in Arizona, though?
2: I think the seat's really hot, even though it's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to fire somebody after right, one on year. I button. just think it's not going to work. I think they I think just realized they they it wasn't a great right fit. Work. They yeah. just
3: realized it wasn't the right fit, and Matt as well, cut bait when you can.
2: Yeah, Dirk Cutter in Tampa. Vance Joseph in Denver. Um, McCarthy's already out, and then yep. that's it. I think the Hugh NFC Jackson, East, all right. those guys. are Why hard. are you
3: so strong on Vance Joseph?
2: I'm not that strong. I I do think though that the seed is hot. I think that they are paying a lot of money to their defense, and yeah. they're just missing the playoffs now. They went five and eleven last year. They're six and eight right now. Let's just so put their let. La- Let's who, say they go from their,
3: five and eleven to seven and nine. Like no, is who that
2: who are their last two games? Their last two games are at Oakland. Let's give them a W. Okay. Sure. So seven and eight, and then, then it's got to be the Chargers, the Chargers or the Chiefs. They host the Chargers. So. Let's say they go
3: seven and nine. If they go from five and eleven to seven and nine, and they have you know like they love Philip Lindsay, their defense is still stout, like. I, I mean I, I I just personally don't put him on the list. I think it's Wilkes, I think it's Bowles, I think it's Gaze and Cutter, and then the and then the ones that are gone already. But it seems like you are more strong on Gaze and I'm a little more strong on Joseph. I don't, think, he's going Joseph.
2: Yeah, I don't he, think Gaze he, is getting fired. I don't think Joseph um, is getting
3: fired, so that's the ones we differ on, I think.
2: Yeah. Um
3: But we agree on Cutter, we agree on Wilks, it sounds like
2: So the the Jets have the Packers and the Patriots. Correct. I think they can beat the Packers. Let's, I do call, too. Them five, let's call them five. five and eleven. What was their record last year?
3: I think it was 6 and 10 last year. Hmm.
2: Okay. Um playing with a rookie. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not certain. I I I get that you are, but it's interesting that McCagnon will get a second chance yep. to hire a head coach very often that doesn't happen. If your first hire doesn't work out, you're out with him. But uh we shall see. So, uh we'll keep our eye on that kind of stuff. I I'm not and by the way, I don't like um I don't want to be a buzzard. I'm not circling over these guys' jobs and saying, this guy needs to be fired, this guy needs to be fired. I'm just sort of talking about what I think could happen. I, I've seen other outlets do that, and it's like... I'm oh, sure. I don't not, wish any person to get yeah, uh, yeah. be unemployed. I, yeah, <laughs> especially, the way, especially the way it happens here. It's like it happens right in the middle of the holiday season. Right. And I, I just think it's not all that fun. But, you know, at the end of the day... I mean, uh, Black Monday is going to be New Year's Eve. Is New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, this is a very result-oriented business. So, uh, all right, uh, I'm gonna give a trivia question, Dane. Oh boy, uh, Chris, Chris McCaffrey is closing in on a thousand yards and one hundred catches. He's currently nine oh, nine hundred and seventy-nine rushing yards and ninety-four catches. I think he could do it this weekend. Right. Six catches and twenty-one rushing yards. I think he's good to go uh, sure. this weekend. They might get him both records in, in sixteen weeks. He'll be the third player in NFL history to do that. Who are the other two? A
3: thousand rushing yards and a hundred catches.
2: Yep, same season. Yep.
3: Oh my god. Um, I wow. Um, oof, oof, oof. a thousand rushing. Roger guy's Craig. already in the
2: Hall of Fame. Roger Craig. It's a good guess. It's a good guess, but he never got the hundred catches. I'm guessing he definitely got a thousand. He got a thousand and a thousand. <laughs> Right, um, um, thousand receiving, um, thousand rushing.
3: Ladainian Tomlinson,
2: bingo. Two thousand three. I got it. 16, really, nice. sixteen hundred and forty-five <laughs> rushing yards. Sixteen hundred and forty-five rushing yards and one hundred catches for Ladanian in two thousand three. He was someone a, else has done this. Yes, he was a fantasy monster in those years. Ladanian was two thousand three, right. two thousand four. Uh, yeah, I have one other guess, but would be from Go around the
3: same time era.
2: Okay.
3: Is that, am I right? Is it around the same time? No. Mm, I was going to guess, after. uh, oh, oh, was they after. Played I was going to guess, time. I was going to guess priest Holmes. Um,
2: no, he never had the catches. It, it's a little surprising to me because I would not have guessed it. He played for the bears and the jets.
3: Thomas Jones.
2: No, (laughs) that's funny. Uh, Matt Forte. Oh, Matt Forte, okay. okay, I guess that makes sense. Thomas Jones, I didn't expect you to guess that. He paid for the Bears and the Jets. Curtis Enos. (laughs) No. (laughs) 1,038 rushing yards and 102 catches just a few years ago, 2014. I would never have guessed that Matt Forte had the 100 catches, but uh, an impressive season Uh, that he had. You know what? I'm
3: considering myself relatively decent on that trivia question. I did get one of them. (laughs) All right.
2: (laughs) Didn't all right. So 50%, I didn't fail. Well, yeah, we, what's up? Syracuse? Great on a curve. On. great on a curve. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. on It's uh, passing apparently at Syracuse. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So some other things to look for in Week 16. Um, five postseason berths have been clinched, uh, and nine of the league's 32 teams remain in contention for a trip to the Super Bowl. 14 of the 16 games on this week's schedule feature at least one team that's still alive. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, both the Chargers and the Bears clinched a berth in the postseason last week. Uh, The Bears finished fourth place in the NFC North last season, completed a worst-to-first turnaround. And the Houston Texans, who were last in the AFC South in 2017, can clinch the title, the AFC South title at Philly with a win or tie if both the Indianapolis Colts and Tennessee Titans lose their tie. So there's still a little bit uh, going on there, uh, but... They have a nice cushion there. The Texans are likely to be um, the AFC South champs um, if they take care of business this weekend.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I think they will in going into Philadelphia. I listen, uh, Mike. I have a. But Deshaun Sean Watson, DeAndre Hopkins stack ready to go in DFS against these Philadelphia Eagles and that secondary. And the other part is with Lamar Miller a little bit banged up. I know he's back at practice and limited. I on this is going to sound crazy. I honestly would take a prop bet of like over fourteen targets for DeAndre Hopkins this week.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think his him being a target monster is really helpful here later in the season. You know, this these next couple of stats I'm going to drop are. Indicative of, or I think they're an important part of why people really like the NFL. There's a variety of different reasons. We talk about fantasy, and fantasy keeps people engaged in a big way. Sure. But these next couple of stats, in 15 of the past 16 seasons, at least one team has finished in first place in its division. Right. The season after finishing in last or tied for last place. So, you always feel like you got a chance, right? Just not the AFC East. Time. Yeah, since, the, right. Since the 12-team playoff format began in 1990, at least four teams have quali- qualified for the playoffs in every season that were not in the postseason the year before. So, pretty interesting, right? They yeah. churn four teams every year uh, that weren't in this postseason the postseason year before. We'll, we'll uh, talk about some more stats and milestones that players are going to be hitting potentially this weekend on FSD. It's Mike and Dane on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Possibly an award-winning show? I don't know. Oh, See definitely. what happens in the voting. I feel good. I'll give you a gold medal. Gold star nick. If
0: they nick. hear my call on Nick, it's a wrap. Exit Team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call NOW. 800-804-7060.
2: 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. The morning after. Should the Santa man Claus part? be
3: gender neutral? Why don't we just cancel Christmas then?
2: I guarantee you, Santa Claus has a p***. Yes!
3: <laughs> so, like, you can't say, baby, it's cold outside. Because basically, Buddy said you look hot. You want to, whatever.
0: You guys are just all stupid. Just shut up. It's Christmas. Get over it. It's not Christmas, Stop reading Michelle.
2: It's the holidays. So whatever I say, I'm going to offend someone, so I don't care. And screw them all.
0: Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
2: back on FST, Mike and Jane. Thanks for joining us and happy holiday. Yeah, this is super intense It, it is. Of, uh, it's like the Blue know, Man Group, it
0: feels like, almost.
2: Yeah, have you ever <laughs> seen it? Yeah, that's right, Trans-Siberian on There you go. Chris Pavona producing. Yeah, getting us rocking on this uh Christmas week. Nobody so has more ugly Christmas sweaters. Have you ever Christmas seen Blue sweaters? Man Group?
3: I have, actually. I have yeah. seen Blue Man Group here in New York, not like in Vegas or anything. But nobody rocks yeah. more Chris ugly Christmas sweaters than my man Chris Bavona, the man. He was doing fans, a Secret he was
2: doing a combo. He was doing a Christmas sweater ugly hat combo. Nice. Maybe that's just his regular. Was hat, the hat but... intentional? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you like that? You like that? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, Say, so, hey, are you at the game? You just got a gut feeling. No problem. Now you can bet from anywhere. Anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform, with the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go, Dane Martinez, and I know you're a busy guy. Try it out today, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, $1,000. It's MyBookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So, uh, Dan, you and I were talking about uh well let me let me do a couple of milestones, and then we'll get into the highlight cool. games because I think there's a few games this week where you're really uh you're really honed in uh, as I flip to it, where are we week fifth, week sixteen. So you got Ravens Chargers on Saturday. Saturday, and we can talk about those couple of games in depth tomorrow, uh, Washington at Tennessee, which I need a big fat win out of Tennessee, and the Ravens. Uh, at the char- uh, at the Chargers, we'll do those tomorrow. But the Ravens at Chargers, two potential playoff teams. You've got Houston at Philly. Philly's still alive, obviously. You've got um, let's see, uh, Chicago. No, sorry, Steelers at New Orleans. Yeah, that's Kansas City one. at Seattle. Yep. those are really the games. It's Kansas City at Seattle. The night. Yep, that's right. Uh, Pittsburgh at New Orleans, Houston at Philly, Baltimore at Los Angeles, all of those teams are alive in the playoffs. So those are the games where, you know, both teams are featured. Uh, as you say, Houston can lock up the division, Philly fighting for the division. That thing is not over. It's just no. over it's not over. It's not the Cowboys
3: really defecated the mattress last week against Indy. They had a chance to I knew they were gonna grab lose. a stranglehold. A, so did I yeah.
2: I, yeah. I, I was. Honest, with... How did I do? Actually, on my picks.
3: Oh, I didn't know. If I you lost to with, go with that. You went two and one. Yes, you won two with one. Colts. You won with the Rams, Eagles over. But you lost barely. Like this... Yeah, barely. Fifty three, fifty two and point. a half. Yeah, and but Thank you, you lost, lost unfortunately with Seattle minus yeah. three. I also went two and one last week. Forty
2: eight penalty yards. Yeah, it's true. Crazy. It's true. Um, I also record. went
3: two and one though. Blew it, so you did not gain any ground, okay? I won with the Bears. I won with the Bears over the pack, minus six. I lost with the Patriots and the Steelers, but I won with your Tennessee Titans, Blew it, shutting out the Giants. So right now, uh, we both have a tie on the season, right? So if you take that away, I am three and a half games up on you, Blew it, uh, because one week you picked two instead of the three, so there's the half game. I'll either either lost four.
2: I'll either pick four this week or next week. So okay. um, So it's
3: three in the loss column with two weeks to yeah. go.
2: I should probably do it this week so that there's um, – Yes, yeah, so we are on the even injury. foot in going into it. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you'll make four, all, but do me a favor. Have it prepared before
3: 849 tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that? I'll
2: do, I'll do my best. <laughs> okay. I, I, I make no promises to <laughs> So <laughs> history in the making, uh, KC quarterback, Pat Mahomes. At least, uh, does he like being called Pat? I always call him Pat. I call him Patty because <laughs> <Patty. laughs> he
3: it seems it's, it's like a good Irish boy, almost like Patty's yeah. pub.
2: But yeah, I just really call Irish. Patty
3: Mahomes because that's Mahomes. He looks so. like an
2: Irish guy. So yeah, uh, KC quarterback Pat Mahomes leads the NFL with 45 touchdown passes this season. Sunday night, they're at Seattle. And Mahomes can continue his climb up the NFL single-season touchdown pass leaderboard. Uh, he is behind Drew Brees, who had 46 in 2011. Mm-hmm. Dan Marino, who had 48 all the way back in 1984. Uh, Peyton Manning had 49 in 04. Brady had 50 in 07. And Manning had 55 in 2013. I don't think he's going to get there. That would be a blistering end to the season. He's at 44, you said? 45. He's 10 behind. So he he lost at pace a couple of weeks ago. He was looking like he might get there, but uh, to throw 10 or 11 touchdown passes in these last couple of weeks would be absurd. Um, I think you can get not, to 50. Yeah. Um, both Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers have eclipsed like. 4,000 passing yards in nine different seasons, and they wow. are both on the precipice of doing it for a 10th time. Uh, Brady's 5th in the league and Rivers is 7th in the league this year. They're both inside of 50 yards uh, heading into um Uh, heading into uh, this weekend's game. And uh, Brady faces Buffalo on Sunday, and Rivers, who faces Baltimore, can join Peyton Manning and Drew Brees as the only quarterbacks in NFL history uh, to record at least 10 seasons with at least 4,000 yards passing. Uh, Brees currently is almost 400 yards off the pace, so Brees could do it for a 13th time as well. Let's see what else we got. You know what's uh, interesting about that, Blewett? Yeah. As you look what up the next one, yeah. I
3: think it's a testament to you know this passing league that we're in. Because yeah. I hear other things, you know, like these guys are smashing records. But I've even heard other things, like Matthew Stafford is the you know like quickest in the NFL career to whatever it is thirty thousand career yards or whatever. You, you know, know, like you know who everyone you see is it with. These.
2: You know what? Play. You're totally right. And you know who you see it with in a big way is Matt Ryan. Matt sure. Ryan has like 42,000 career passing yards. Yeah. It's um, like the people granted, who that started, started their MVP. career. Right. Yeah. Whoever started but their
3: career in that era, Ryan and Stafford are perfect examples.
2: Matt Ryan is going to cruise to 50,000 passing yards. I mean, he's going to, and he's going to crush that probably. Like he could play, Matt Ryan could, he's got a long term deal. Matt Ryan could play like another six years at 4,000 yards a clip. He's adding to his 42,000 yards. Matt Ryan is going to be breathing down the neck of yeah. 65, 70,000 passing yards. So it's, and check, it's out an number. check out Stafford.
3: Check out Stafford.
2: I think Stafford's younger than Ryan,
3: if I'm correct. Am I right? They're right around the same age. And no, the Lions. Older,
1: yeah. older. And, and,
3: and the Lions were like even a more pass happy team than the Falcons at points early on in their career. I think you're right with Matt Ryan, but I think given the age, I think Matthew Stafford, on balance, may be even sitting more pretty for career stats.
2: Yeah, uh, totally agree. And and the manner in which these players don't really uh, get hit anymore right. uh, leads you to believe that there there might be they yeah. might all play till right up near their. Uh, like, think about Birkman. what
3: Andrew Luck is gonna wind up with, you know. I mean, we're now getting to early, but think about like how we used to project home runs, you know, in, in, yeah. in major league all time numbers. You know, I think passing yards is the same exact thing in the NFL.
2: Yeah, other than the year where he got injured in his second year in the season, Matt Stafford has gotten to four thousand yards every year. He will actually be at risk of not doing it this year though. He's only at thirty four hundred yards okay. right now. So we'll he one, may not one. get there this year. it would be the first year. That he wouldn't have got there. Just to Ball clarify thing. on Matt, on Matt Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan's career passing. He, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I lowballed him. He's at 46,000 passing yards right now. Ryan, uh, he's got yeah, he's got 4,000 every year since 2011. Uh, and how old is, his is he? Fourth year in the league. He is currently 33 years old.
3: All right, so he's 33 with 46,000. Can you bring yeah, up Stafford? What What's his 60. age in total?
2: Uh, Stafford, I just said he was at 38,000. Okay. Um, but by these that. numbers,
3: that's only two seasons of four thousand, you know.
2: Yeah. So is he more than yeah.
3: two years younger than him?
2: Yeah, Matt Stafford is currently thirty. He'll be so he's three years uh, younger than Matt Ryan. He'll turn he'll turn thirty one in February. Matt Ryan. He's three years younger
3: and eight thousand below. And well, we're going at four thousand per. And he's going yeah. third th- four thousand per. He's even on balance, even better.
2: Yes, that's right. So they will put up crazy numbers. Uh, last stat I'll drop uh, before we get to the end of the show in the morning after, which uh, succeeds this show. So, uh, Cleveland quarterback Baker Mayfield, selected first overall by the Browns, leads all rookies with 21 touchdown passes. With three touchdown passes on Sunday against Cincinnati, Baker would surpass Andrew Luck with 23 hmm. touchdown passes in 2012 for the second most touchdown passes by a rookie quarterback, selected number one overall in the common era. So the most touchdown passes by a rookie quarterback that was selected number one overall in the common draft era was 26 touchdowns, Dane. Who was it?
3: Oh, my goodness. Wait, in their rookie season, selected yeah, the number, number one? Yeah,
2: number one overall pick, yeah. Alex Smith. <laughs> no.
3: On, I love man. how you laugh. I love how you yeah. laugh right now. It's one.
2: not like a prolific touchdown. Pass, <laughs> I <right>? don't know.
3: <laughs> the I'm one reason people something. hate him. We're on because sure People I hate Alex recent. Smith because he doesn't throw a touchdown. It's got to be recent. That's where I'm just going. I'm going with recent. Um, Jameis?
2: Nope. It happened that, 20 years ago. Uh, exactly. All right, tell me who. 1998, oh. Peyton Manning. Uh, okay. That 26. wasn't Marino's
3: rookie year? Marino, Marino, Marino didn't do 48 a, his rookie year?
2: That was his second year. Oh, okay. That was his second year. So, 26 touchdown passes. Peyton Manning. Baker can beat his record. I think he will. He's got two weeks to go. So, uh, thank you for listening. Catch us uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Football Friday. It's Dana Mike. We're out.